Step one, you make some stuff. Step two, you sell some stuff. Step three is what this show is all about. Hello, and welcome to step three yet again. This is like episode nine, which is cool because we're almost episode ten. My name is Ian Wilson. I am the creative director and stuff guy at Build Create Studios. We make websites and stores and dreams come true. This is the podcast where I talk about business and anxiety and depression and general malaise because that's life for some of us. So let's talk about it. And today we're going to be talking about money. And, you know, the saying, money is the root of all evil, or I think actually it's like a mistranslation, but I don't remember the actual thing. I I did once, sorry, Google it. Um, But I think more importantly, money is really the root of everything, Um, especially in, in the first world, because that's just sort of how we value ourselves and other people and yada, 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 for better or worse, that's where we're at, capitalism, deal with it. But... You know, it for the purposes of this podcast, it's really, it's also the root of a whole lot of insecurities and anxieties and just general bad times for a lot of people. Um, like, if you want to make any conversation somehow go from zero to uncomfortably personal in no time at all, just bring up money. It doesn't have to be even anything like, you don't have to be like, hey, how much do you make? Because, I mean, like, as a wasp, you just freeze and blue screen of death and your eyes would turn black and you'd fall backwards and fall and break your head open and stuff. But it's on par with religion and sexuality to, in those topics that can instantly escalate a situation into one where every remark is scrutinized and potentially offensive and just everything gets, as we like to call it, weird. Or as the youth call it, awkward. Uh, so don't ask people about their money and don't tell them what to do with it or you're going to have a bad time. So as with everything else, that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. So prepare for minor discomfort, maybe. Because um, that's how we roll. So how do you feel about money? If you ask people, and I didn't, but I went to a website where they did, what they said is people say that the feelings associated with money for them rank from anxiety, depression, anger, helplessness, happiness, excitement, envy, to resentment. Happiness and excitement are at the bottom of the list, but not as far down as resentment. Mostly just a lot of synonyms for money makes me feel like crap, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Um, And when you're dealing with it in the business sense of the word, whether it's your salary or your hourly rate, asking people for money if you are in a position of, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur or a contractor where you explicitly have to ask for money every time you need it from someone. You know, you're not just in a salaried position where your direct deposit goes through and and life goes on. Um, And you can avoid that touchy subject as much as possible until your next performance review and your raise isn't quite as much as you thought it would be. No, for contractors and business owners, every day is like a, you have to get over that feeling of, I'm going to go ahead and ask you for money. And sometimes it's going to be, I'm going to go ahead and ask you for like five figure checks because that's 
how much you owe me. But I'm going to start off first before I dig into some of the business specific issues into just money disorders. Okay. And I think Matthew at this point will probably start interjecting random things slash rap air horn. So get the soundboard mm-hmm. ready. All, all right. right. Okay. Let's go for, let's go for, uh, for, for number, number one on the money avoidance disorders, financial denial. Uh, this is my favorite one. Avoiding even looking at your money. I've done this before when you're like, I know I'm about five bucks away from overdrafting my account. I don't even want to look. It's like when you're on a roller coaster and you do the whole thing with your eyes closed, which I did the first time I went to Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. I was, I basically, I went on like the Gemini Twins and Mean Streak and all that stuff just with my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> I clenched in terror. Um, financial rejection, which is another favorite of um, so many people. The experience of guilt whenever money of any amount is accrued. Uh, people with low self-esteem are particularly prone to this disorder and it leads to a whole host of financial and psychological troubles. Amen. Yes, that's that's a huge one. Um, yeah. I don't personally have this one, fortunately, but I know people who do. And it's really like, yeah, anytime, anytime any money has to change hands, whether it's for groceries or you know to buy a candy, I don't know, whatever. It's just every every little every money transaction is like skin crawling awkwardness and pain. Um, I no, I I feel that. Yeah, I have that that problem. Like when I go to get groceries, it's really exciting. Like when I put my debit card in, and it and it goes approved. <laughs> because I've had so many years of like, well, might need to bring the checkbook to fake this one until Friday. <laughs> right. And so now it's yeah. There's a certain amount of anxiety with any kind of financial yeah. transaction. Even if I know I have money in the bank, I'm still like, please, just please don't just somehow. Don't yeah. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. And we have money worshipping disorders. Uh, including pathological gambling, workaholism, and overspending. Uh, workaholism is my personal drug of choice. I'm a two out of three of those, yeah. Yeah. Um, gambling I haven't really gotten into yet. I avoid it because I know that I would get way too addicted. <laughs> Mostly I'm like, I would, uh, you know, I mean, be terrible at it is hard to say for games of chance, but yeah, I'm generally bad. Overspend, no, two out of three, you're right, overspending yeah. is, a, is, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that ties into hoarding and compulsive shopping. Just the, you basically are trying to, to sate the pain with one of two things. Either hoarding shit so that you feel secure because you have a stockpile, mm-hmm. um, which I do with kind bars sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and compulsive shopping where it's like you get that dopamine Retail buzz. therapy, baby. Uh, retail oh. therapy. Yes. Yes. It uh, costs almost as much as actual therapy. But not quite. No, um, that's why I go that route. And it's far less stigmatized mm-hmm. in the United States. Where and it's good for the economy. Yeah, We're exactly. doing good things. See, it's patriotic. It's patriotic yeah. to spend like a drunken sailor. Yeah, if you if you deal with your mental health issues in a responsible and healthy way, you are unpatriotic. Which I don't know what that means. Now, I would say then you're like a commie, but apparently like flirting with the former Soviet Union is the hip new thing to do. We should um, probably keep that on the down low on this podcast. We do not want to get flagged by the NSA. Yeah, it's too late for that. Okay. Um, all right. 
Relational money disorders also includes financial dependence and financial incest. I thought I was gonna make it until the new game of season of the new game of season of Thrones. I'm just gonna leave it like that um, before we brought up incest on this podcast. But apparently that was not something I was capable what, of following what is through. Financial on. incest. Financial incest is it's like codependence, basically, where like if you watch like. Uh, intervention okay it's like intervention right where it's like you feel bad because someone else is having a harder time than you are so you're just like overly generous with them like giving okay. them money and stuff where actually you're damaging yourself financially because you're not in a responsible place to be helping people to that degree but as part of your like dealing with the financial rejection it's filling that, that it's, void by yeah giving to others yeah, yeah exactly That's... which I don't have that problem because I hoard my money like yeah. Bumble Snitch Rugby Goal, whatever his name is. Bumble Snoot Canterbury. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. okay. Human movies. All right. Um, so financial infidelity, uh, telling little green lies about one's spending or financing, like making purchases outside of an agreed-upon budget or lying about the cost of a big-ticket item. Mm. Um, so what I do to get around that is I don't set budgets, and what I spend my money on is no one's business. So I just get around. I like have a loophole for that one. Um, but no, seriously though, seriously, this is all like real issues, and it's it's just so tragic to me that money's become like it's it's like it's it's a drug that just fucks up so many lives because it's it's an addiction it's a phobia all at the same time and uh and whether that's whether it's something you deal with struggle with in your personal life or in business or in professionalism like money is following you around like a monkey on your back making you feel stressed and miserable all the time um and these are just some of the ways that that manifests and i think that most people can relate to you know, maybe all of these and in, into one degree or another. I mean, sure. I've definitely lied about money at some point, I'm sure. Oh, I... I don't remember it, but I guarantee you I have. Oh, I know I have. I've definitely hidden what I've spent on things or bought a one thing and then bought four other little tiny things for everybody else <laughs> yeah. so that I could... Here, here's... I'm being generous and giving right. you this thing, but really what I wanted to buy, and I didn't want to tell you how much it was, was the... Yeah, that's you know. like infidelity combined with incest. Yeah. Which is, again, we're back to Game of Thrones. So Exactly. God, I can't wait for Game of Thrones. So those are the psychological aspects, which I have to do in a lighthearted way because otherwise it's just way too fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bearing with me on that. But let's get into the business side of things where I can actually talk about some positive changes and concerns and questions I get asked a lot about... Um, about some of the the hot button money issues in business, like budget. Like everywhere I go, I get asked about budget. What should I expect people to budget? How do I ask for people's budgets, etc. Um, and since this doesn't delve as much into the psychological components, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. But I think it's still important to lay down these tenets. Um, so budget, and this applies to both personal and business, is First of all, if you don't know a budget, you need to set a budget because uh, you need to be doing things by the numbers. It's part of desensitizing yourself to money. 
and budgeting is the first way in which you talk about money either to yourself in your personal life or to other people in business you start getting that out into the open right as with any other um mental illness or whatever you want to call it i'm just going to call it a mental illness um you can't just internalize you can't just bury that in there because then you're just going to go crazy um but so that comes down to when you once you have your budget then you think about things you can afford and what you can really afford and so when this comes in, in, in into play uh, for a contractor or an entrepreneur is if you have two people and they both want to spend ten thousand dollars with you one person has a budget of ten thousand dollars and in the bank they have fifteen thousand dollars that's a large percentage of their total capital on hand so for every dollar they spend they need it to proportionally be that huge amount of value that huge percentage it has to represent that huge of an investment to them of like two-thirds of all of the money they have if you have a ten thousand dollar project with a company that has three hundred thousand dollars in the bank they're more likely to trust you and go with what you say because to them they're saying okay i'm making this investment it's not an insignificant amount of money but i can afford to rely on your expertise i'm comfortable with that because i have some a safety net behind me whereas the other guy is like this is all the money i have in the world i'm trusting it to you so what i'm going to do is do it all myself through you because that way i'll have no one to blame but myself very simple trap for for clients to fall into or for you to fall into if you are in the position of a client or even in your personal life again where you're like okay well i can spend you know a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes and yeah but i have like 120 dollars in the big account or you know three thousand dollars in the bank like just because your budget says you can does it mean you should or are you still going to be able to trust and be happy with the result i mean the less money you have the more buyers remorse you're going to have it's just the way it's going to be um also in business i worked somewhere once where they spent thousands of dollars and dozens of hours of staff time on pointless signaling like awards and oh, things I'm, yeah i have a trigger yeah, <laughs> yeah. On that one it was it's just the classic like oh i don't know how much money are we making quick let me waste like just tens of thousands of dollars worth of actual money resources and time so that I can sit in a room with three of my competitors and we can be like, who's better? I don't know. When you're all the same stale people vying for one plaque that you'll put in a box with the other plaques you've won. Um, but well, ours other... was in a glass case. Oh, okay. Ours was in a sweet glass case. That was, and, and we would walk the client in front of that glass case <laughs> full of awards. <laughs> like, and be like, look at all the awards that we won. We want you to be on this next one. You know, you could be the next award-winning website. And that was their. <laughs> that was their. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, that was a gigantic waste of of capital resources. Yeah, awards are. Uh, they're, they're a distraction for the. I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's it's again it's a it's a. A, a psychological thing for the for the owner of the company. Yeah, it says I'm I'm important. I have this thing. Look, I can, you know, is I can spend this money on on this. I can do this thing. I can poof up my own. 
it, the same thing was like buildings, right? Mm, yeah. If you're, you know, you have the most stunning building in the world. It's four times as much space, and you have all this, you know, beautiful furniture and glass doors. I mean, yes, we have glass doors in here, but <laughs> our glass doors are rubbish, though. Our, yeah, yeah, they're not like they're not like spectacular, like. They're not Waterford. <laughs> yeah, and you know you don't have a thirty foot you know conference room table, but no, space no, like that, no the buildings and the spaces and the, you know just to try to impress clients to go where you can tell we're better than than the, our competitors because damn it our 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 surroundings are just you know look how much money exactly. we can invest on 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 carpet. Exactly. Stick to the simple things like just make friends with IKEA and yep. uh, and life will be good. Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, well, yeah. My next bullet point was really was like money. Money makes business like instantly personal for small business owners because that's like their paycheck on on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no way. For that to not become like a whole thing and it just opens up a whole minefield of emotions because once again you're dealing with like their livelihood the livelihood of their people it just suddenly becomes like this debate about the future of their whole life and so it's something where you really have to be cautious with when you're dealing with small business owners because um, not to denigrate them at all, just rather to make you aware of the fact that I'm mean, because I have these feelings myself. It's just it's a very it's a very personal thing that, 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 that there's a lot of pride wrapped up in. Um, and so it's important to be sensitive to that because there's that's that's just part of the game. So it's just something to be to be sensitive to and and be aware of when you're when you're dealing with people from smaller businesses that that's their perspective and the more you can be aware of that and acknowledge that subtly the the more comfortable they'll be with the fact that oh they they get it and it and it's good so you know when you get through all of the psychology of money in our personal lives and the 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 hurdles in business um a lot of it comes down to you know finding little ways to cope with it and the most the biggest one which is also you know the least helpful is just to continually remind yourself to be rational they're numbers it's it's math and it, it is stressful because when that sum reaches zero bad things happen but you still have to try to make those decisions based on the arithmetic of of, of, of finance and not the emotions that they make you feel because those numbers make us I mean yeah you're gonna if you see a big number you're like sweet it's time to go spending you see a little number you're like no I'll never spend again and then you really need to like erase those things and focus on okay well this gives me this much potential to to purchase things as needed but also providing additional security etc um it's also important to remember that both in business and in your personal life, time and money share value, um, because time is what we can we convert time into money. Basically, we we, we accrue expertise so that the, our time has a greater dollar value, and we make that conversion. And so, it's always important to take into account that while time also converts into money, time also converts into into other things as well for your own personal pursuits and so basing everything on money 
is another another pitfall that just exacerbates all of the other problems because we're kind of we get get, get into our head that that is the that is the defining struggle is the struggle for money when really it's at least i think the struggle for self-understanding um and uh, just like with my mentor episode or even just in you know and and talking about mentorship and therapy and such find someone you can talk to about finances openly and candidly maybe that is your therapist or mentor to some degree with your mentor definitely Um, but it's good practice just to be able to talk about it to make the words come out of your mouth to acknowledge the state of of your financial affairs for better or worse Um, it's one of those things that we try to just keep on the down low because culturally it's not something you talk about um in 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 america anyway in other countries it's it's something that is much more openly talked about but um you know the more you talk about it not that you need to go blabbing to everyone but just have one or one person that you can confide in that so you're used to vocalizing and articulating those things and it'll make it a lot easier when you're thinking about it knowing that um that you're comfortable communicating about it and you know again money can't buy uh, money can buy happiness i think um because i think there's a lot of cool shit you can buy that makes you happy but time having the time available to you is also very valuable because while time can be converted into money time can also be converted into expertise and into relationships and things like that so reminding yourself that time ultimately is the most limited resource that you have while you're alive because you have a very finite amount of it and so your life is spent converting time into other things time into money time into happiness time into relationships time into expertise time into experiences etc so so you can turn your money phobias into time phobias and a crushing fear of death that <laughs> may be slightly healthier and at least more in tune with like our evolutionary progress. Yeah. So <laughs> Matthew, I mean, help me all... out here, man. No, no. I mean, I think I'm, this is. I'm uh, spinning out of control. No, you're you're fine because you're 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 touching on the thing is that money is um is our it's our food. Yes. That it, you know, that it was during our early evolutionary periods, or it's our, our good weather, um, mm. or whatever the case may be. Before, you know, anything that was pre-currency, it's our uh, money is now the thing that we have to hold on to in order to survive the winter, mm-hmm. and we're preconditioned to want to, you know, grasp hoard on to, those hoard things. those things as yeah. much as possible. And then, you know, what did we do when when it was summer and, and plentiful? We ate and we frolicked and we did the things. You know, and we celebrated a good harvest, and yeah. we partied for days, and that's it's ingrained in us. We've been doing this for fifty thousand years, and then we're all of a sudden we're like, man, we've got to stick a a, a a psychological label on it when it's partially just part of our our mm. DNA. Yeah, is that we're gonna hoard and we're gonna spend and we're gonna and we're gonna worry and we're gonna fret and then we're just gonna fuck all throw a huge party. Yeah, and. We put that all into a, a so, mixing pot slash pressure cooker. Yeah, put yeah, this into a pressure cooker and then society. Yeah, and your neighbors and everything else. And because we've 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 gone away from the 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 tribalistic society mm-hmm. that says we're going to share and share alike and everyone's going to party. Now we've got this like complete dichotomy where it's mm-hmm. like I've got to be, you know, that person that makes a, a billion dollars mm-hmm. a year and the billion dollar a year person's like I'm not making enough money I've got to be a, the 50 billion dollar a year yeah. and it's it's uh, it's just this insane 
It literally is insanity. And I think there's a, there's a, a Native American um, story about, um, you know, the person who hoarded in the tribe was generally the, the mentally ill one. Mm. He would hoard all this stuff, the rest of the tribe, and you had to watch out for that person. Mm. The person who hoarded was the person to watch out for. And now we've got this thing where the person who hoards, the person who's the, the top one-tenth of one percent, that's what we're, we're aiming for. Mm. And instead of the collective, are we all surviving? And I, I just think that all these things are just getting too intermixed and intermingled. We're, we're taking things that, that kept us alive and turning them into truly a, a mental health issue. And to break that cycle, we have to just kind of go, we have to step back from that and go back to that, you know, be rational, treat them like they're numbers, because mm. that's all it is. It's really a number. And, 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 and what is the true currency when you talk about time? Yeah. Time is what's more important. Uh, you know the rate that we're getting paid per hour or the rate of seeing our children grow up Mm -hmm. um or and it's hard when you know you're living in a we live in a in a world that is completely dictated by time it's like hey if i get x amount of hours per month put in these people pay us per that hour that you know it kind of plays with that psychology even worse it's a whole it's we, it's you're, a mess. You're, 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 yeah, you're totally digging into uh, a completely messy situation and trying to, you know, wrap it up in thirty minutes. Of, yeah. Here's how you fix this. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we can fix it. What we can do is is just be. We can look inward into what mm. what are those 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 trigger points early on that we were talking about that that oh I do this thing I overspend or I hoard, and and recognize that yeah and then you know and just yeah and just become more and more desensitized and so you can just let it go instead of holding it in your heart in this little tight knot yeah just be like just breathe it out and well that's why that discussion that we were having earlier um which of course is not part of this podcast but uh just our general uh banter around Mm -hmm. the thing was about the minimalist living Mm -hmm. yeah and and eschewing that that almost like buddhist philosophy of just letting go of all the worldly possessions and all mm. emotion towards things um, is I, I unfortunately kind of the only escape in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because otherwise if you continue to be entrenched in the, in the uh, you know, what's my neighbor keeping up with the Joneses mm. thing, you're going to be... And, Keeping up on, keeping up with your neighbor, keeping up with Twitter, keeping up with Facebook, keeping yeah. up with Instagram, keeping up with Pinterest, keeping up on Snapchat. Your search rankings. You're constantly yeah. racing towards something. Yeah. And what you're really racing towards is, well, death. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's especially important, like right now, because we're in the middle of a power outage, that we look across the street and we see that our neighbors have lights on and all we want is to have our lights on <laughs> so I, it, it's like it is so it's it, it's like such an uh you know an analogy of i just right. want what my neighbor has and that's light and heat <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, man good times right. good times all right so uh we got, got kind of meta i yeah uh, i have nothing to add to that so just just think think about think about the way that we've been Mm, conditioned 
conditioned through media and just education through everything and into the into the system of um of just winding ourselves up with all of this concern for money and making it and spending it and saving it and all of these things are important they're actions that are essential to our daily life in in the modern world but I want everyone to think about taking a step back from those things and remembering there are other things to do, other things to think about, other things to talk about, and uh, and try to one day at a time disentangle your emotional life from your financial life. I'm not there. I'm working on it. Well, no. I'll see you on the path. <laughs>